0: Hi, and welcome to The Boobie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question. Which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And we are on Patreon. If you want to become a patron, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash The Boovie Girls. And a quick shout out to one of our patrons, Ken. Ken! Ken! Thanks for your support, Ken. We appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and this week we are covering the classic, The Polar Express. Had you ever watched this movie before? No. I, I own it, and I like it's been sitting in my drawer of DVDs. I, I can't
1: believe I've never seen this movie, never read the book. I guess I grew up way more like Grinch. Yeah. Always watching The Grinch, mm-hmm. always reading The Grinch, and just never... My my family never introduced me to this, so
0: yeah. I mean, I knew it existed, obviously. Right. But, so, what are you calling it? Uh, North Pole or bus? <laughs> nice. Let's get there. I love it. All right, so the book was originally published in 1985 and it's written and illustrated by Chris Van Alsberg. It's got a Goodreads rating of 4.31 out of 5, and it's a whopping 32 pages.
1: <laughs> what did you say the good ratings was? 4.31. <laughs> I thought you said 1 3. I was like, wait, 1? <laughs> oh, no, 4. <laughs> Um, I do enjoy that the book is older than me. <laughs> it makes me feel young and True, spry. that's fair. Uh, the movie came out in 2004, which I can't believe it's been that long. I was still in high school at that time.
0: I was in, yeah, I was, I think, a freshman. Yeah,
1: I, for some reason, I thought in my mind it was a lot newer than yeah. that. Uh, it's rated G. It's an animation adventure comedy. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. Uh, directed by, directed and screenwritten by Robert... Zemeckis, who he actually did uh the witches the, the one that just came out mm-hmm. on hbo he did castaway forrest gump and this is his third film with tom hanks and he actually also did all of the back
0: to future back to the futures Ah, good to so. know um by the way castaway is one of my absolute favorite movies well said oh so good <laughs> i cry every time <laughs> All right, so the IMDb synopsis reads, On Christmas Eve, a young boy embarks on a magical adventure to the North Pole on the Polar Express while learning about friendship, bravery, and the spirit of Christmas.
1: And that's about as long as, long as the movie, or book is, too. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so some fun facts. The author won the annual Caldecott Medal for Illustration of an American children's picture book in 1986. It is beautiful. It's done beautifully. Honestly, I like the characters in the book, the way they look better than in the movie.
1: Yeah, I feel like they. when I was reading the reviews, the one of the big things is people thought the characters were kind of creepy looking. Totally. But I feel like they were trying to portray it as it was
0: in the book, which I applaud them for. I think everything else was. Yeah. The characters were a little creepy. Agreed. <laughs> um, so in 2007, the National Education Association listed the book as one of its teacher's top 100 books for children, which I agree. I mean, it's a, it's a quick, nice... Easy read. It's, it, I mean, it's cute. Do I feel
1: like it teaches kids anything? Is there any big lesson? Um, yeah, I feel the, like... The, the spirit m- of believing. I mean, yes. I feel like you get a lot more in the movie. Sure. <laughs> than a book. But okay.
0: okay. <laughs> um, and then it's also one of the top 100 picture books of all time. And that was uh, a poll done in 2012 by the School Library Journal. Huh. So lots of awards for this cute little book. <laughs> uh,
1: I actually... I, I, I'm going to retract what I said earlier. I had had someone read me this book before my elementary school used to do this book night Mm -hmm. where um, each teacher would have a different book they would read and you would go from classroom to classroom. And one teacher every year did the Polar Express and you got a snack at everyone Mm -hmm. and they did like fudge popsicles or something at hers. So we would always go to that one every year. That's cute. I wish my school did that. (laughs) I think I was more interested in the fudge popsicle than (laughs) than the book because I don't remember the book like at all. (laughs) So the movie got a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't great, but I think it's because people were creeped out by the characters because yeah, they were a little, so. little weird. Other than the <laughs> Tom Hanks
0: characters you yeah. know, that actually look like him. Well, and not only look like him, but like... Paint him in a really good light. Like he right. looks really handsome in this movie. <laughs> Right.
1: Um, and we'll get to the characters a little bit later, but I have a hard time hearing Tom Hanks' voice, just hearing him and not thinking of Woody from Toy Story. Mm, just fair. automatically think that way without yeah. unless he's like actually physically acting. So the whole time I was like, I'm watching Toy Story in Christmas <laughs> time. Uh, the budget for the movie was 165 million and worldwide it grossed just over um 315 million. So pretty good. I I was actually surprised the budget was that high. I am too. Considering it's all animated, but
0: sometimes that stuff costs more money. True. You'd think they would, the the characters would look nicer for such a big budget. (laughs) You think so? (laughs) Uh,
1: so the film is listed in the 2006 Guinness book of world records as the first all digital capture film uh, where all of the acted parts were done in digital capture. Don't fully understand what that means. Uh, but when I was researching the cast, they, different character, I'm, I'm assuming it's, it has has to do with like when they attach all those different, mm-hmm. you know, doohickeys to them yeah. while they're acting to get the <laughs> right. the animation right. Uh The, the kids who play the voices aren't the ones that actually played the movements of the body. Oh. So I'm thinking that's probably what they're talking about, but still regardless, it's cool that it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. Uh, the film uh, used 3D motion picture texni- techniques to digitally record the actor's physical performances uh, before skinning them, which, again, I don't know exactly what all this that stuff means. That painful. Uh, but, yeah, like I just said, the children's roles were acted by the adults
0: um, using oversized props to get the movements right. So that makes sense because when I IMDb'd this, it listed Tom Hanks as the boy. Uh-huh. And I was like... I'm sorry, he plays the boy too, but that makes sense. Maybe he played the the movements of the boy. Yeah, so it was
1: very interesting because, I I mean, you'd think they could have just used the kids, but maybe it's just easier to use larger bodies when they're doing that. Uh, three different actors actually played the role of hero boy. Tom Hanks does the motion capturing and the adult voice, um, which is the voiceover kind of at the Mm -hmm. end. Um, Daryl Saba does the voice acting as the child. And then Joss Hutcherson actually did some of the motion capturing. So there's a whole bunch of different (laughs) things going on, um, especially with that one character, So the part in the movie where the girl's ticket is like floating in the air, that's actually a trademark shot and that nods to Forrest Gump because evidently there's a there's a scene in Forrest Gump with like a feather floating or something and which they wanted to do considering this has Tom Hanks in it
0: which I I didn't catch on to. I haven't seen that movie in so long because it's like (laughs) daunting. It's like four hours long so.
1: Uh, The premiere of the movie was held in Grand Rapids Michigan uh, which is the hometown of the author Mm -hmm. of the book which I thought was really cute Um, and this is actually the very first computer animated film to be considered musical because there's musical
0: f- numbers, yeah, yeah, not
1: not totally musical esque, but I guess. If you sing in it, it's a musical. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, on the music note, um, the musical theme heard throughout the movie is the is the identical song that is heard in Elf when Santa's sleigh finally gets airborne during uh, the during um, the Fifth Avenue scene in Elf.
0: Oh, no, I have to watch out for that. Yeah, I mean, I watch <laughs> Elf every year, so it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, now you
1: know. Uh, so the cast of the movie, again, it's very interesting because... So many people play different parts. There's, you know, three people mm-hmm. contributing to one character. Uh, but they have Tom Hanks credited as playing the boy, the father, the conductor, the hobo, Scrooge, the um, toy. puppet yeah. toy, and Santa Claus at the end of the movie. So, again, he's phenomenal. He <laughs> has two Oscars, one for Forrest Gump, one for Philadelphia. I mean, he can do no wrong no, in my eyes. I love him.
0: And, and like, he, he really, you know... <laughs> he set the tone for covid as being the yeah. first known person who got he survived star i should say that got it and he survived thankfully
1: yeah like when tom hanks got covid like the world stopped yeah they were like oh this is real it's real <laughs> and his wife got it at the same oh, time man. uh but yeah phenomenal like in the fact that tom hanks has a very um distinguished voice mm-hmm. like you can hear it like i said you totally. hear it from woody from toy story but i thought he did a great job you know, with the hobo and the Santa Claus in this movie, that there was a little bit there was differences enough where you weren't like, okay, that's Tom Hanks, right? You know. <laughs> Uh, so the boy like we said was played by three different characters Um, Josh Hutcherson being one of them and he is actually PETA from Hunger Games Mm -hmm. which we all know and love (laughs) Um, I wish we would have gotten more of him in this movie yeah
0: like I would not know the difference between when (laughs) when it was him and when it wasn't him (laughs) yeah so the director's wife Leslie uh,
1: actually plays the voice and the movements for Sarah the boy's sister uh, as well as the boy's mother in the movie Uh, and she actually was in the the, uh, in the movie Christmas Carol in
0: 2009. Oh. Yeah. Um, I always find it really creepy when adults can make those children's voices. Right. I'm like ooh, like I get it. I understand that it's necessary and there's plenty of them. Right. But it's just, it creeps me the out. weirdest <laughs>
1: ones are like the Rugrats characters yeah. and the Simpsons. Like it, it's really strange. Yeah. But those people are so talented. Uh, so the girl is voiced by Chantel Vladaviso. Uh, she is, she was an elf in Santa Claus three, which I'm sure there was a million of them, but she's super cute. And then the movements were played by Nona gay, who is actually Marvin Gaye's daughter. Um, and she actually was also in the matrix reloaded and revolution. So Mm, good, good, uh, DNA, I believe. (laughs) Uh, and the boy, another person who helped play along, uh, in the making of that character is Peter Scolari. Um, and he is from girls and Gotham. He's the dad in girls. He's, uh, Hannah's dad. Oh, I like him. He's been in a million things, but just like little roles all over. So I I love him. I would never have guessed that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's it. Kind of kind of crazy. There's a million different things yeah. going on for each well, character. Well, and that
0: kind of makes sense why this budget may be so high, because they probably had to pay multiple people to play the same role. Yeah,
1: between that <laughs> and the technology, I guess right, that's how you exactly. get to $165
0: million. Very <laughs> true. Uh, they're lucky they didn't have to have Meryl Streep be in this movie. Would right. <laughs> <laughs> have been double the amount. Um, all right, so time for our games rounds. Who said it's a little hard because there's not a lot of dialogue in this book? No. But I tried. Um, so first one. That is where Santa will give the first gift of Christmas. That was the conductor. Yes. They'll be sad if I don't get all of these. <laughs> Next one. Fix that hole in your pocket. Mr. C, Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. And last one. Who receives the first gift? That was the boy, right? Mm, trick question. Because in the book, it says all the kids ask that question. <laughs> uh, okay, well,
1: then I get it right. Because he was probably one of them. <laughs>
0: All right, so um, we're going to do things a little differently because it's a children's book yes. and movie, and we don't want to be creepy. So <laughs> instead of F. Mary Kill, I'm going to give you three ver- or three characters that Tom Hanks played in the okay. movie, and I want you to rank them from your favorite to your least favorite. Okay. So we've got The Conductor, The Hobo, and Santa Claus.
1: Okay, well, Santa Claus is number one always. <laughs> uh, I really like The Hobo. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a great addition to the movie. Uh, and then... I'll put the conductor third, not because he played it poorly or anything, but I thought the conductor was kind of mean, totally <laughs> in the in the movie, and you don't get that sense in the totally. book, so that's how I would do it.
0: All right, um, I'm gonna pick the hobo first because mm-hmm. you know me, I'm a, I love. Uh, a good comedic I, say, I love a good hobo <laughs> that too um I love a good comedic relief and he was really hilarious mm-hmm. um and then I will probably go Santa a second and saying conductor was yeah. really not nice um in the movie so he's,
1: I did me. like when he took off his hat at the end though he was bald <laughs> <laughs> yeah didn't expect that yeah so normally we usually go by the timeline of the movie mm-hmm. uh with this being a little bit different this book is very short um and I, when I was reading the book and obviously watching the movie, the movie stays very, very close to the book. However, it's kind of like, all right, we went from the kid's house to the North Pole, but here's a million things that happened in the meantime. It's like <laughs> right. the quick version and then like, but this is what actually happened, right. how we got there. Right. So what we're going to do is Roche is actually going to read the book. Yeah, and then we're going to go along and kind of talk about what else happened and what they added to the movie. So... Without further
0: ado, The Polar Express, voiced by Roche. <laughs> Sorry, can I just preface this? Yes. Um, this has been a dream of mine forever—not to read The Polar Express, but just to like read a novel to 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 an audience. Are you considering this <laughs> so, a novel? Well, yeah, it's a. Okay, fine, a short story. <laughs> you know, dreams have to start somewhere.
1: So here we here go. Here we go.
0: If anyone's looking for, you know, um, voiceover work or novel, whatever she's available (laughs) all right here we go on christmas eve many years ago i lay quietly in my bed i did not rustle the sheets i breathed slowly and silently i was listening for a sound a sound a friend had told me i'd never hear the ringing bells of santa's sleigh there is no santa my friend had insisted but i knew he was wrong late that night i did hear sounds though not of ringing bells from outside came the sounds of hissing steam and squeaking metal I looked through my window and saw a train standing perfectly still in front of my house. So, first of all, from that page, you get the idea that he still believes in Santa. Yeah. Yeah. He he has a friend who's telling him, like, bro, like, it's time to give up. Right.
1: (laughs) So, like the book, in the movie, you know, there's a snowy scene the neighborhood. It's Christmas Eve, and there's a little boy in his bedroom, and he you know, he's, he actually hears a bell. He hears he, what he thinks is Santa's sleigh comes to find out. It's his, actually his dad putting his sister to sleep. And then he, you know, he's still trying to figure out, you know, is Santa real? Is Santa not real? And you get the idea of this kid does not believe in Santa anymore. So sad. You know, everything is, is showing him that, that it's not real. So, He's back in his bedroom. And then the entire room starts shaking. (laughs) You hear the train noises and the Polar Express arrives. And that's kind of how the first page is summed up in the movie.
0: By the way, that was so cool when he like walked out and there it was like this giant train. (laughs) Right. Not cop cars like we see outside our windows. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It was wrapped in an apron of steam. Snowflakes fell lightly around it. A conductor stood at the open door of one of the cars. He took a large pocket watch from his vest, then looked up at my window. I put on my slippers and robe. I tiptoed downstairs and out the door. All aboard, the conductor cried out. I ran up to him. Well, he said, are you coming? Where, I asked. Why, to the North Pole, of course, was his answer. This is the Polar Express. I took his outstretched hand and he pulled me aboard. You're doing a
1: fabulous job. Thanks. Uh, so kind of happens a little bit differently in the movie. So he comes outside, he meets the conductor and he does the same thing. Like, where are we going? He's like the North pole, of course. But he also says while he's talking to the boy that the boy did not write a letter to mm-hmm. Santa this year. He didn't go take a photo with Santa and he made his sister put out the milk and cookies. Again, adding to the idea that this kid no longer believes in Santa and the conductor actually is like, all right, are you coming or are you not coming? Like, we're not waiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <for laughs> so, like know. every other parent, like I will leave you we're here. on the schedule. <laughs> yeah. So the train actually starts to leave without the boy. And then he decides, oh wait, this actually is kind of cool. I want to jump on board. So he actually runs to catch up with the train and jumps up on board.
0: Um, side note: Where are these children's parents? Right. All <laughs> Why these, don't they know? All that these their kids are just are like, hey, having a child.
1: Once you go to sleep, who knows what happens? <laughs> to be perfectly honest, that's fair. <laughs> which is awful. <laughs> so that's how page two is described in the movie.
0: I'm I'm doing the page turns for dramatic effect. I I enjoy it. (laughs) The train was filled with other children, all in their pajamas and nightgowns. We sang Christmas carols and ate candies with nougat centers as white as snow. We drank hot cocoa as thick and rich as melted chocolate bars. Outside the lights of towns and villages flickered in the distance as the Polar Express raced northward.
1: I actually forgot something Uh oh! <laughs> when he ran outside to go to see where the train was. Yes. He actually ripped a hole in the pocket yes, of his robe, which is very important. Mm-hmm. And I apologize. Though, I forgot that at the beginning. <laughs> so how page three though is described in the movie. There are other kids on board and they're all wearing their, their pajamas. However, we actually get introduced to some of these other kids in the mm-hmm. movie. We meet a little girl and then we also meet the world's most most annoying little boy <laughs> named the know-it-all kid, right. and his voice is literally like nails on chalkboard. Did
0: you immediately think of like the, the one kid in your class that was that kid? Yeah, that, that was me. I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or
1: like you were the nerdy kid, or you
0: knew. No, no, no. The kid. I was the <laughs> <laughs> got it. Well, <laughs> probably if you asked some other kids, I was probably the know-it-all. Right.
1: But <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there the kids are all singing the Polar Express song, so it's like this really fun moment. Another thing that they bring into the movie is the Polar Express round trip ticket, which ends up becoming kind of a theme throughout the movie, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cute and clever how I they do too. this. Uh, but another thing that they ended up adding is they make one extra stop before they head to the, the North Pole. And it's a very small, rundown home, and there's a little boy in what seems to be very rundown pajamas. Mm-hmm. And the conductor comes out and does the same spiel as he did for the boy. And, you know, the little the little guy did the same thing. He's like, I'm not going. This is kind of yeah. weird. Uh, but the train actually, you starts know, leaving. starts leaving yeah. and it's gone. And the boy doesn't actually catch up to it. So what the other boy does, he pulls the emergency brake to stop the train so the boy can get on. That was so cute. It was super cute. And the boy goes to the other back Car, I guess, by himself, which was kind of strange.
0: Is that because they had already like decided to leave him? Like, I
1: don't I didn't understand. I didn't really understand it. The only thing that I heard was they were like, You were supposed to be the last stop. They weren't supposed to make another stop, so maybe they didn't have room in that car for him. Interesting. Regardless, it was a little strange. (laughs) Uh, but then they do the whole scene and song about the hot chocolate, which I thought was super cute, and they brought that to life because that's actually what is illustrated in in the book. So I thought it was super cute.
0: Soon there were no more lights to be seen. We traveled through cold, dark forests where lean wolves roamed and white-tailed rabbits hid from our train as it thundered through the quiet wilderness. We climbed mountains so high it seemed as if we would scrape the moon, but the Polar Express never slowed down. Faster and faster we ran along, rolling over peaks and through valleys like a car on a roller coaster.
1: So they added a ton between (laughs) those pages. The first page that you just read, they actually did kind of a montage of it Mm -hmm. at one point where you see the wolves and everybody running. Uh, But a lot happened between (laughs) point one and point two of that little segment. Uh, While they were serving the hot chocolate, the little girl is actually stashing an extra one underneath her seat come to find out she's saving it for the little poor boy who Mm -hmm. is in the other train car. And so she actually takes that hot chocolate and goes to give it to him. However, she ends up leaving her ticket on her seat. And for whatever reason, (laughs) the boy's like, Oh, she forgot her ticket. I need to give it to her right now. (laughs) I'm like, she'll be back in like five seconds. Like it's fine. And of course then he loses it, (laughs) which I'm like, you should have just left it there. So, because when he opens the the car door, did you think this was very strange? Yes. The girl just walks straight across mm-hmm. to the other thing. The boy opens the door, and it's like a giant twenty foot jump between yeah. cars. I, I
0: think it. The, I think the train was challenging him.
1: Right. It was very <laughs> it was odd. Testing him. Yeah. So the the ticket ends up flying away or whatever. And so he ends up getting into that back train car as the ticket flew away. And the conductor is there with the little girl. And he's like, I need to check your ticket because he hasn't punched her ticket. Mm -hmm. He's punched all the other kids tickets with different letters, which we will get to later. But she doesn't have a ticket. And she's like, Oh, I must've left it on my seat. And he's like, Ooh, about that, about that (laughs) ticket. It just went out the window. (laughs) So, He, the conductor ends up taking the little girl away and he thinks that he's, he's throwing her off the back of the train. So the little boy ends up climbing on top of the train because that seems logical. (laughs) And that's where we get introduced to the hobo. Yes. And I was like, well, this seems odd, but that he's not falling off. But I'm like, it's,
0: you know, it's Christmas. Uh, They're either wearing really, really, um, good boots that keep them from which I don't think is true because I'm pretty sure the boys are wearing, like, moccasins, but right. whatever. <laughs> um, or it's... Fictitional, which it is. So. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> fictional, so, fictional, fictitious. Wow. You know, it's a sad day when I'm the one that's correcting your grammar. <laughs> Anyways, this hobo ends up kind of being the angel of wisdom throughout the movie, and he ends up telling the boy, you know, seeing is believing. Like, you don't believe things unless you see it. Mm. And then he starts to ask him, like, do you believe in ghosts? Kind of coming to find out that this hobo isn't a real person, you know? And the boy's like, I think I'm dreaming at this point. I know (laughs) I'm dreaming. He can't wake up. And then there's this whole part where I'm like, eventually they are going to hit a tunnel. This is not going to end well. And that's exactly what ends up happening. He was like, well, we better get inside before we hit flat top tunnel. And so they do this cool, like skiing down the, the train cars. And it was a really fun, fun looking scene. And they end up going to like the engine room and they find the little girl just, you know, Hang hanging out. out. <laughs> She's like, I'm good. They're, I'm actually driving this train. Right. I'm in charge now. <laughs> yeah. And because the two like conductors, they kind of reminded me of the, of like the Cruella Deville's uh assistants in 101 Dalmatians. Like they're just like these nut jobs mm. that I don't know what they're doing. That's who they reminded me of. Never seen that movie. <laughs> you've never seen 101 Dalmatians? No. Good. Well, it's on our list because it's also a book.
0: Right. <laughs> Things are
1: going yeah. well. But anyway, so the girl's sitting at the seat, right? And she's like, this is the one to make it go. This is the one to make it stop. And when I need it to stop, I just need to pull this. And the those guys are telling her, hey, we need to stop the train. There's something ahead. Mm-hmm. So as she's just about to pull the brake, the boy's like, that doesn't look like the brake. <laughs> It's like, and what do you like, know? I'm like, what do you know? Are you gonna mansplain this to me right now? <laughs> and of course, then she starts second guessing herself. Uh, and I'm like, girl, you know what to do. Trust your gut. Come to find out she was right. So they end up stopping the train right at the nose of a caribou. So cute. <laughs> so cute. And there ends up being like thousands of caribou <laughs> in the way, which I thought was super funny. Uh, but then they actually are able to get the caribou to to move because they're they end up <laughs> they end up pulling the beard of one of the engineers and he makes this weird caribou sound. So I thought that was like a really fun kind of cute moment that they added. Also, uh,
0: we have a friend who uh, in the last year or so has grown a beard. And when I saw the beard in this, I was like, (laughs) that's his beard. Like it's gotten so out of control. It looks like this guy's beard. Do you think we
1: should pull Reed's beard and see what happens? We'll see what noise comes out. Yeah.
0: I (laughs) I actually want to test that.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he will let you. Uh, So, but so they finally get past all this care, all these caribou's, and then the train just kind of starts speeding out of control. They hit this crazy hill. They're going crazy out of control and they're about to fall off. And then the hobo grabs them again and pulls them back in and then they are safe. So the hobo actually ends up becoming like this little guardian angel so cute. for them. And that's kind of how those two pages get summed up in the
0: movie. Um, Can I just stop and say that the whole like out of control scene looked like the coolest ride at Six Flags. I was like, sign right. me up. I'm, I I'm love <laughs> watching stuff like that. Like yeah. I
1: will say, I'll be the one who watches uh, roller coaster YouTube videos. videos. Yeah. Totally. <laughs>
0: The mountains turned into hills, the hills to snow-covered plains. We crossed a barren desert of ice, the great polar ice cap.
1: So that's part of that page. But I wanted to stop there because there's a point in the movie where the train finally stops, but it's on this polar ice cap. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> and it's it's a really cool scene where the ice is about to break yeah. and like half of the train cars are underneath the underneath the water and they end up making it back onto the tracks, which I thought was really cute. Uh, but the conductor tells the kids at the same time that, you know, once he was, when he was just starting out as the conductor, there was a time when the train was getting out of control and he almost fell off and someone or something saved him, which is presumably the hobo has right. helped everybody. Cause <laughs> this is a crazy train. Uh, but the train, they end up going into another car, uh, on the train and we see all of these old recycled toys and they're kind of creepy. They're like marionette dolls. And then all of a sudden this like Scrooge toy comes out and calls the boy out for not believing, you know, making it even more apparent that this boy does not believe in Santa. And the hobo is the one who's controlling (laughs) the Scrooge doll and, and is just like nailing home that fact after they go through the train car with all of the toys, they get back to the very back car where the poor boy is. And he starts singing and he sings with the little girl. And he's basically talking about how like Christmas never comes to him. It just doesn't work out. Like there's never any, any presents. And then the little girl starts singing about all of her presents, And I'm like, <laughs> that's not going to make him feel better. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of how that first part of that page gets summed up in the movie.
0: Lights appeared in the distance. They looked like the lights of a strange ocean liner sailing on a frozen sea. There, said the conductor, is the North Pole. Gives me chill. (laughs) <laughs> when i was watching the movie i was like when are we getting to the north pole we are <laughs> Why not- is i told you so a lot, lot happens on the yeah. way to the
1: north pole in the movie uh, but just exactly how it's described in the book as they're done singing their song in the back of the car we see the northern lights and they get to the north pole just how it happened in the book plus
0: a couple things <laughs> Plus a few things the north pole it was a huge city standing alone at the top of the world, filled with factories where every Christmas toy was made. At first, we saw no elves. They are gathering at the center of the city, the conductor told us. That is where Santa will give the first gift of Christmas. Who receives the first gift? We all asked. The conductor answered, he will choose one of you.
1: So exactly how it's described in the book. they pull The train pulls in. And it's like a deserted little town or big town, I guess. And, you know, you know, this is where all the elves usually are, but you don't know where they are. And this is where the conductor, you know, starts to explain to them that Santa will choose one of them to pick. The very first gift of Christmas and then you see all the elves marching into the center of town with the big Christmas tree so it really brings that page to life totally. and I thought it was so cute it's the next page that gets a little crazy
0: it was like when I saw them I was like oh this is the grand finale yes this is Christmas Eve no <laughs> look shouted one of the children the elves Outside, we saw hundreds of elves. As our train drew closer to the center of the North Pole, we slowed to a crawl. So crowded were the streets with Santa's helpers. When the Polar Express could go no further, we stopped and the conductor led us outside.
1: So, yes, that happened in the movie. (laughs) However, after that is where it gets a little crazy. (laughs) So the, the train comes to a stop. They all start getting out. They all get out except the poor boy. And he explains to them... You know Christmas just doesn't work out for me. Like why do keep why do I keep going back to this <laughs> well? It doesn't work out. And as he's getting back up on the train car, the boy and the girl Also get back up there with him. But the boy ends up hitting like the pin that connects the two train cars and the train car goes flying backwards and goes through the town. It's a really cool scene actually. And the hobo shows up again. Doesn't really (laughs) fully help them. Just kind of, you know, make sure it's like you're on your own. Yeah. (laughs) And they end up stopping in this like giant tunnel in the middle, in the middle of all of this, there's different... I guess, caves and tunnels. Mm-hmm. They they gotta, they got have to decide which way they want to go. Yeah. It kind of looks like something from Harry Potter. Like, you have to kind of choose which way you want to go. Which
0: staircase are you going to take? Exactly. <laughs> and
1: they hear music coming from one of the tunnels. They're like, that seems safe. Like, let's go towards that one. So they go down this tunnel and... So hold on. Yes. Why are
0: children so freaking brave? The whole time right. they were scaling this, like, tiny little, like, I don't even know what it's called. Like, the... I don't know. Right. You know what I'm talking about. I was like, "You're crazy!" Like at any given moment, you can fall and kids are die fearless. Your death. That's how they are. Oh,
1: Alia broke her arm climbing a tree this summer because Listen, she didn't know that that could be the consequence.
0: Clearly, I did not know how to be a kid because I, I was it. the most cautious kid on the planet. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, what's the odds that I'm gonna like hurt myself?" See,
1: boyfriend's Ray, boyfriend Ray's parenting technique is very much a let her do it; she'll <laughs> learn. Do you, you want to touch that hot stove? Go ahead. Do it.
0: Maybe it's because of Mama
1: Roche. Maybe. Never let me do <laughs> uh, so, but they go down this tunnel where they hear the music playing and they come to this room and it's a bunch of screens and it's all these kids sleeping. And you see that the elves are actually tracking the naughty and nice list to make sure kids are actually staying nice mm-hmm. up until Christmas. Yeah. And there's like a point where this kid puts gum in his sister's hair, like right before Christmas hits. And they're <laughs> like, all right, we'll give them a pass. But based on who's being naughty or nice, these elves are actually figuring out Santa's route on which way he needs mm-hmm. to go. So I thought that was super cute. Just it kind was. of like behind the scenes. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's how it works. <laughs> and um, they go through that room and then they get into this like kind of pod looking thing. It actually reminds me of like if you're at a drive through banking teller and you mm-hmm. have to like put your... Th- put your thing in the little thing and it shoots up. up. Yeah. Yeah, That's what it reminded me of. Um, so it sucks them up and puts them into the wrapping room where they, you know, wrap all the presents. And I thought that was like super cute. Cause I was like, I want a wrapping room. (laughs) And then they follow that along. And they come to like the sorting room where all the packages are. Do you know what this reminded me of? What? It reminded me of Monsters Inc. with all of like the doors. Yes! <laughs> I thought the same thing! Yeah. And they end up one present is still going through the conveyor belt, and it's a present for the poor boy. His name is on it, and his address is on it. And he's super cute, cute because he's like, I've never had a present before. Like, I don't want to let this go. So and cute. I'm like, Don't let it go. <laughs> uh so he he, you know, holds on to it, but then they end up sliding down. Down, like all these crazy, you know, like shoots and ladders type thing to follow this present, come to find out it gets dropped in on this giant pile of presents, which is actually Santa's bag, which is so cute. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> basically the ceiling opens up and like, there's like a helicopter thing that's pulling up <laughs> Santa's bag over these presents and starts lifting them up out of this room and then come to find out that the know-it-all kid also was in the bag with him j- just to Disc-tisc. be naughty and, <laughs> and annoying. Uh, but they're taking the bag to the center of of this village mm-hmm. to put onto Santa's sleigh. So they start descending the bag into Santa's sleigh, uh, but they're about to crash into the giant Christmas tree. <laughs> and elves start jumping out to help it from, from crashing. And then they end up... Knocking off the star of the Christmas tree, but the elves save it. And and I just thought that was super cute. And then the bag finally gets dropped down into Santa's
0: sled. I would just like to say that these elves are extremely impressive. Like, hey. they run a tight ship. They know what they have to do. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're on, like, a schedule, obviously. Because well, yeah. Santa has to hit all the houses in they've one been, night. They've
1: been doing <laughs> this for a million years. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I was very <laughs> impressed. So, yeah. So, in the that very short page that we get in the book, a lot happens to get to that point. Yeah.
0: We pressed through the crowd to the edge of a large open circle. In front of us stood Santa's sleigh. The reindeer were excited. They pranced and paced, ringing the silver sleigh bells that hung from their harnesses. It was a magical sound, like nothing I'd ever heard. Across the circle, the elves moved apart and Santa Claus appeared. The elves cheered wildly. He marched over to us and, pointing to me, said, Let's have this fellow here. Actually, I had to do better Santa. Hold on. <laughs> i was gonna say (laughs) let's have this fellow here he jumped into his sleigh the conductor handed me up i sat on santa's knee and he asked now what would you like for christmas
1: your nephews are so lucky to have you hope you read to them like this
0: (laughs) they don't let me read they yank the books out of my hand Uh, they'll let you read
1: eventually (laughs) they're not old enough (laughs) so before i go into detail about what happened in the movie i have a question for you okay can you name all of the reindeer? I can try. Let's try it. All right. There's Rudolph. Okay. Technically not one of the reindeer, but it's fine. What?
0: In the classic book, they You don't... said name the reindeer. Okay. He's one of the reindeer. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> um, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Comet, Blitzen. Okay. Donner? Uh-huh. How many are there?
1: There's nine. There's
0: nine total? Not included? Not including. Not in Rudolph? including so
1: you're missing two. And you went out of order so I know I don't
0: know the I don't know the song <laughs> Dasher, dancer, comet, cupid, right? Mm-hmm. Donner, blitzen. I lost one. <laughs> you did. Now you're Okay, so it's Dasher,
1: dancer, prancer, vixen. Prancer! comet, cupid, donner, blitzen.
0: I'll get it eventually. <laughs>
1: Dasher, dancer prancer vixen comet keep it donner blitzen. You wanna know why I know that? Because why? it's from my very well. I know it for many reasons, but I can say it so quickly because Jingle All the Way is one of my favorite Christmas mm-hmm. movies, and there's a part where Arnold is running through the streets because he's trying to win a oh, radio yeah. contest, and he's just saying oh, it over yeah. and over again. <laughs> Anyways, weird. okay. I just needed to know if you if you knew that.
0: Um, <laughs> thanks for putting me on blast. No, I don't. <laughs>
1: We'll try again next year.
0: Uh, so, but now in the
1: movie, the reindeer are all lining up. They're super excited. They look like our dogs when we're telling them they're gonna go for a walk, yes. and they hook up the bells to the reindeer. Everyone starts to sing "Santa Claus is coming to town," which is which is super cute. And then Santa comes out, and it literally looks like every concert I've ever been to, where you're like, I can't see. <laughs> The boy's like, I can't see. Where is he? I'm like, he's right there. You can see yeah, him. It's fine. fine. But one of the, while the, you know, all this commotion is going on, the boy sees one of the bells fall off of the reindeer, which is not described in the book. No. So the bell rolls over to him and he picks it up to shake it and he can't hear anything. But then he sits there for a moment and he says, I believe and then he, sh- he shakes it again, tries it one more time, and he can actually hear it now. And right behind him is Santa. And he's just glowing, like just <laughs> the God he is. <laughs> and then the boy goes, I believe this is your bell. And at that time is when Santa picks the boy to open the first present of Christmas.
0: I knew that I could have any gift I could imagine, but the thing I wanted most for Christmas was not inside Santa's giant bag. What I wanted more than anything was one silver bell from Santa's sleigh. When I asked, Santa smiled. Then he gave me a hug and told an elf to cut a bell from a reindeer's harness. The elf tossed it up to Santa. He stood holding the bell high above him and called out the first gift of Christmas.
1: See, very different. The very elf, different. like, cuts
0: the bell off. Yeah. None of that
1: happens, what I just explained. But in the movie, he, you know, gets on Santa's lap, and he whispers to him what he wants, and it comes to, to find out that it's the bell that he wants. And I'm like, I wish my nephew just wanted a bell for Christmas. He wants, like, <laughs> Mario Kart, Hot Wheels, <laughs> Godzilla tracks or something.
0: <laughs> poor so. This poor boy, he has very... um. What's the word I'm looking for? He's very... He- He's got a realistic view on life. like exactly. He's like, you know what? I have everything I need in life. I just got yeah. this bell. <laughs> right. To
1: prove that I'm not crazy. Uh, but I love the illustration in the book of this. Very of, cute. Of this scene. It's super cute. Uh, but yeah, so same thing. The boy gets the bell. It just happens a little differently between the book and the movie.
0: Do you think this
1: is Donner and Blitzen? <laughs> Maybe Comet, Cupid, Donna, or Vixen.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Definitely not Rudolph. <laughs> no. their noses are not. Because round. Rudolph is
1: not on Santa's sleigh. Okay.
0: <laughs> The clock struck midnight as the elves roared their approval. Santa handed the bell to me, and I put it in my bathrobe pocket. The conductor helped me down from the sleigh. Santa shouted out the reindeer's names and cracked his whip. His team charged forward and climbed into the air. Santa circled once above us, then disappeared in the cold, dark polar sky. And it's actually more dramatic in the book
1: than it was in the movie. Like, literally in my notes, I just have Santa flies away. (laughs) I will have to say, though, that the conductor throughout this movie is very worried about being on time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you are very much the conductor because you really like being on time. You could be the conductor. So
0: you're saying I have a pissy attitude. (laughs) No, I'm
1: saying you're very punctual. Okay, that's true. That is what I'm trying to say. And that you don't know the reindeer names.
0: I value people's time.
1: And... (laughs) But not the reindeer. Not the reindeer. (laughs)
0: As soon as we were back inside the Polar Express, the other children asked to see the bell. I reached into my pocket, but the only thing I felt was a hole. I had lost the silver bell from Santa Claus's sleigh. Let's hurry outside and look for it, one of the children said. But the train gave a sudden lurch and started moving. We were on our way home. See, it's very important
1: to know that the reason he has a hole in his pocket is because he ripped it.
0: Right. We didn't
1: get that in the book. Exactly. You have no idea. (laughs) Uh, So before they get in the movie, before they get on the train, the conductor asks to see their tickets Mm -hmm. that they have and he finishes punching them and each kid ends up with a different word on their ticket. The know it all kid ends up getting the word learn on his on his ticket. (laughs) Basically, you need to shut up Mm -hmm. basically and just. Listen and yeah. and learn. The poor boy's ticket ends up saying it's a two sided one, and one side it says rely on, and the other one says count on, and basically talking about you need to learn how to rely on other people and count on other people, and that friendship is really the best mm. gift that you can you can have. Uh, the girl ends up getting the word lead because she's a leader, she's a boss, which she thought said lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she thought it said lead, but you know that happened. She's young, <laughs> but she was really the leader of the, mm-hmm. of the entire group. And the final ticket is the is the boy, and his says believe as believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. And so they get back onto the train. They're all asking to see the bell, and he comes. You know, he finds out that the bell is gone because he has that hole in his pocket. And same as it happens in the book, they were like, let's jump out and try to go find it. But at that time, the train pulls away.
0: I really just want to say that the whole ticket thing, I loved how full circle it came. Yeah. Because like at the beginning, the the kids were looking at their tickets like, what do these letters mean? Like, does this mean you're better than I am or like you're, you know, you're more of a believer Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I really like that they came full circle with that. It broke my heart to lose the bell. When the train reached my house, I sadly left the other children. I stood at my doorway and waved goodbye. The conductor said something from the moving train, but I couldn't hear him. What? I yelled out. He cupped his hands around his mouth. Merry Christmas! He shouted. The Polar Express let out a loud blast from its whistle and sped away.
1: I want you to go outside on your porch on Christmas and yell like that (laughs) to our neighbors. They're going to be like, (laughs) shut
0: up!
1: (laughs) Uh, So pretty similar as it happens in the book, in the movie, they head home. However, when, you know, we see them drop the poor boy off at his home and he has the present Santa beat them home. So I thought that was kind of a full circle moment as well. And the same exactly how it happens in the book. The boy gets off the train at his house and the conductor yells Merry Christmas and he can't hear him. So he does the Mm -hmm. beautiful yelling like (laughs) Rosha just,
0: just did. And he's home now. I'm just looking at the illustration. Like, um, what year did this? Oh, 1980. Okay, yeah. The the couch is very outdated, so it makes sense that this book was made in 1980. Yeah, it's very, like, homey. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> on Christmas morning, my little sister Sarah and I opened our presents. When it looked as if everything had been unwrapped, Sarah found one last box behind the tree. It had my name on it. Inside was the silver bell. There was a note. Found this on the seat of my sleigh. Fix that hole in your pocket. Signed, Mr. C. I shook the bell. It made the most beautiful sound my sister and I had ever heard. But my mother said, oh, that's too bad. Yes, my father said, it's broken. When I'd shaken the bell, my parents had not heard a sound.
1: (sighs) What does that mean?
0: (laughs) So,
1: almost exactly how that page is described is how it happens in the movie. It's Christmas morning. Um, his coat is n- no longer torn. So, you're like, was it a dream? <laughs> it wasn't a dream. Uh, they're done unwrapping their presents. I don't know if you saw in the movie, one of the marionette dolls is on the ground Christmas morning for oh, them, no, too. I didn't get but he finds the last present, you know, behind the Christmas tree, and it is that bell. And him and his sister can hear it, and his parents can't hit or hear it. So, because. Presumably, they don't believe in Santa.
0: How sad for them. At one time, most of my friends could hear the bell. But as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. And
1: those are the exact last words in the movie. And it wraps up just how it did in the book so cute <laughs> so I mean that was really fun I enjoyed doing that so much I did too and I feel like we need to find another book that you can read like that maybe we'll do the Grinch like that should I read all of Harry Potter like that? Uh, I mean if our listeners want to hear us every minute for the next seven years then maybe when I said
0: that my dream was to read a book it was truly to read Harry Potter like anytime I hear that someone has not read the book I'm like do you want me to read it to you
1: I will only let you read it to me if you do it in an English accent
0: done <laughs> Uh, So, but what do you think? Do you think the the movie stayed true to the book? I mean, with with the exception of adding a lot to it, yeah, yeah, the core of the story is there. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I have to say, though, is in the book, the kid believes Believes. in Santa. And in the movie,
1: he doesn't.
0: That's true. And, but... I'm curious, and they don't really touch on this, but is the reason that the train comes to him because he doesn't believe? Like, are all the kids that are on this train non-believers that they're trying to
1: change. That is what I was thinking. Yeah. Because this boy doesn't believe Mm -hmm. Uh, the know-it-all kid thinks he has too much knowledge to know. Right. He thinks that Santa just can't exist because of all everything he knows. The poor boy doesn't believe because Santa never Mm -hmm. brings him any presents. Not sure about the girl. So that was kind of my understanding of it, but I mean, they don't really answer that and that's not anywhere in the book. In the book.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to continue believing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So what do you think? The, the classic award-winning book. Or
0: the movie that got okay reviews. So this is going to sound really like, oh, I'm so great. Uh, I originally picked the movie, but now having reread it and taking the time to read it, like I flew through this book the first time because it's so short, but I think I have to go with the book now. (laughs) Because you read it. Not because I read it, but because I got to read it slower and really enjoy it. (laughs) I'm going to go with the movie
1: because I liked the lessons mm-hmm. in the movie and I liked, I loved all the detail Um, besides the creepy illustrations yeah. of the, of the kids in the movie. I love the storyline behind it and it just, it made more sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I just loved all the, I think I thought what they added was perfect and was, was great.
0: I agree. Like I said, I had originally, I mean, if you want to look at my notes, it says movie, but. I like the book now. Okay. I know this is yours but can I keep it? Absolutely not. You can go to Target. Ugh, 9.99. Fine. <laughs> All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Girls. You can also email us at TheBoovyGirls at gmail.com. And like we mentioned earlier, we are on Patreon. If you want to become a patron, we have a couple of levels for you. We've got our rom-com level, which is our $2 level. That gets you your episodes at least 24 hours in advance. So you get to listen before everybody else does. Um, and you also get access to to our Karen Reviews. We also have a drama level, which is our $3 level. That gets you everything I already mentioned. You get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out and you also get access to our after credits party episodes. And all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls to sign up.
1: And I think everyone besides myself, because yes, I signed up to support us, (laughs) has picked the drama level. Yeah. Everyone. We appreciate you. We very much appreciate you.
0: I think one person even like donated more than the regular amount. (laughs) They must really love us. They love
1: us. (laughs) Uh, So there, our next episode, there's been a few titles that when we've been researching, I cannot believe this is actually a book too. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite Christmas movies, Christmas with the cranks is based on the novel skipping Christmas. And I had no idea.
0: Yeah, when I was doing my research, I knew of them separately, but I did not realize that it was the same story. Yeah. Because, um, to, to be frank, I watched um, Christmas with the Cranks, like, recently. Yeah. Like, it's, it, I wasn't, like, one of those immediate like fans of right it. um but yeah i'm super excited well
1: and it's by john grisham who's yeah. an award-winning author so yeah. i'm
0: excited i love christmas <laughs> if you couldn't tell we we're, we're fans <laughs> even though i don't know the reindeer names um all right so thanks for listening and remember don't judge a book by its movie
1: bye and happy holidays <laughs>